Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Kemp, gaslit. Do you, yeah. what, do you watch a lot of TV entertainment? Do you not like, really, like but Mason I, and I? Uh, no, not really. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> No, but I, I, right now, um, winning time obviously is something that I can't wait for every Sunday night. Yeah. But last night, I just started to dig in to the second half of season four of Ozark. Uh, I stopped after season two, but I I would get back into it. I would get back. I hear it's really good. I love Jason Raven. I love Laura Linney. And who's the blonde that kind of steals every scene? uh, Julia Garner. Ruth yeah. is her name. Julia she's Garner so, is, is she's is the one that played success. Anna in Inventing Cap, Anna. Did you are you into Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul? Either yeah, one. Yeah, well, well, I I watched Breaking Bad, but I never got into Better Call Saul, and it was cuz like I started watching it and it didn't get me just like what you just said about Ozark how it kind of lost you. Yeah. Better Call Saul didn't get me from the beginning. It's and a fr- slow burn. I would What say everybody that. tells me is is that if you could just get through the first 4 5 6 you're going to be back into it like you were with Breaking Bad. Yeah, it's great. And like last night was, this is the last season of Better Call Saul. They've mm-hmm. split it into two parts. And last night was episode four, the last season. And it's fantastic. I mean, the performances they're getting out of, is it pronounced Ray Seahorn? Ray Seahorn. Ray. Yeah, Ray. Um, she directed last night's episode, too. Yeah, and she's been just... on the podcast. She's great. Michael Mando, who plays Nacho, has been on the podcast. Uh, we had, Tony uh, Dalton, who plays Lalo, has been on the podcast. We had the guy that plays Howard on the show. What um you I think you had him on your oh, podcast. Oh yeah, too. I had him on I had him on the podcast. Yeah. Uh I can't think what that guy's name yeah, is. But, uh, They're trying to set him up right now. Well, but, that, uh, you'll, 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 you'll you'll see. Yeah. You no. guys should watch Ozark. Ozark is kind of like you know how in Game of Thrones there was never any worry about killing off a character virtually right. every single episode? Right. right. That's exactly how Ozark is right now. Every Everyone major character is about and, to get it. It's just, it could happen at any moment. That was my favorite part about The Wire, is you never, like, the major character on The Wire just goes. Yeah. Like, right in the middle of it. Right in the middle. Yeah. Bam. Just, Nobody cares. Well, but you, I know, think- you know, you guys are talking about characters real quick, and Mace, you, you mentioned your podcast. Do you guys remember this name from Laker history? Uh, Brad Holland. Of course. Yeah. He coached at USD for a lot of years, Ken. Right. Now, Brad Holland, the year that Magic Johnson was the first overall pick of the Lakers, Brad Holland was the number 14 overall pick in the same draft at to UC- the Lakers. Out of UCLA? Right. In fact, in the, in the final game where the Lakers win the championship in the 80s season, Magic Johnson and Brad Holland combined in that game to score 50 points total. Uh, 42 for Magic and 8 right. for Brad. You got it right. That's um, exactly right. Those are the numbers. <laughs> Those are the numbers. But I, I, I had Brad Holland on my podcast the other day because in What's episode he doing nine, now? he's totally retired, living in La Quinta. He had coached for a long time at the University of San Diego. And played, you know, he's a basketball coach there. And then he was up at UCSB where he was an assistant coach for a long time. He's completely retired and he's living in La Quinta. By the way, telling an amazing story about how Magic Johnson is bringing together 
all of his championship teammates mm-hmm. down in Hawaii. I want to say okay, I don't know, so June, Cap, July. Yeah, Cap, this was originally scheduled to happen two years ago because right. Michael was going, right. and Stu Lance was going, and all the guys that travel with me were going, and it got kneecapped by the pandemic. Right. So he's so bringing it back. Other, by the way, um, there is a lot of as, as we've all talked about in these crosstalks. There's a lot of creative theatrical license in winning time. Sure. Yep. One thing that actually did happen, I don't know if you talked to Brad about it, Cap, was that it was a fight between Brad Holland and Spencer Haywood yes. that finally got Haywood kicked off the team. Co- correct. And so he tells the story because, you know, in, in winning time, the way it's portrayed is is Spencer Haywood is, like, looking through his stuff, looking for his drugs, and and here comes this fresh-faced kid out of UCLA, Brad Holland, who walks up to him. This is in the show. Hey, man, I got your tape and your scissors. I took them out of your bag. And Spencer goes crazy on him, right? Right. What are you well, doing Brad, taking my bag? Yeah. Right. Brad said that's not how the story went. What happened was they got done with the game, and Spencer said to him, hey, man, um, let me have your scissors. And Brad, they had lost the game. And Brad said, please? And Spencer was like, man, if I have to say please to you, blah, 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 before right. you know it, they all get into a scuffle, and Kareem and Magic have to come and break everybody up. And it was pretty much after that that the Lakers said, we can't have you around the team anymore. So it wasn't that there was a team vote. It's just that the, the Lakers made a decision. Spencer can't be around the team any longer. So the vote was for dramatic purposes. Exactly. Well, there's been a And what I've been saying, Cap, for the past couple of days is that if you are a Laker fan or a fan of that era and you enjoy winning time, and all of us do, um, if you want to be entertained, watch winning time. If you want to hear from the real people and what it was actually like, if accuracy is important, Watch They Call Me Magic on Apple Plus. Yeah, I'm only one is, episode in. I'm only one four in. episodes you'll hear from directly from Pat Riley, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Jerry West, Jeannie Buss, Magic, uh, Michael Cooper. Um, everybody's in that thing. Well, and, and so you can get kind of the best of both worlds. But you the, see, that's why Jerry's so pissed, though. time is actually pretty true to the story. Yeah. But, but, but it's like there's a lot of creative license right and and that's what's got and we've talked about this plenty about why jerry's so upset jerry west is so upset at these guys but i was talking to brad about it i'm like well they depicted your character in a way that you probably don't really like and he's like yeah now of course my character in the show is a little tiny part you know what i mean it's not like it's a big role at all he's like but yeah i wasn't depicted the way things really went down but i'm watching it like a docuseries and it's fun and i'm enjoying it and so that was brad's perspective on it whereas jerry I mean, look, it's obviously a much bigger role, and and they've taken a lot of creative liberty, as we've talked about. But Jerry's upset because a guy like me doesn't really, really, really know the history, and I'm not even that interested in doing the research to learn about the history. <laughs> I'm I'm just happy watching what I'm watching, yeah, and that's yeah. what's got Jerry West so, so upset. Well, I mean, Momo's working on this show now, the Donald Sterling show. I, right. You know, I'm sure Donald, Donald Sterling is going to get crushed in this thing, and Vistaviano's going to get crushed in this thing. And, I mean, right. that's just part of part of being in so, a, a character in a docuseries like this. We, we have George Sedano now. Hi, George. Hey, George. Hey. Hello, um, Georgie. So I was, I was listening to a Bill Simmons, Chris Ryan podcast from The Ringer on Spotify the other day, and Bill had an interesting theory. He thinks part of why they take a lot of dramatic leaps is to keep people talking about it. He thinks that uh, he believes that it all the, he thinks the Jerry West thing is played right into their hands that yeah. they want people talking about winning Absolutely. time and they say well they, he thinks that when they're making the show they'll say somebody'll say to Adam McKay 
you know, well, Adam, the Lakers won that game. He goes, well, let's have them lose it. That'll stir people up. Right. You know, and so they're doing a little of that. Yeah, I mean, I, you that's know, smart. Jerry West has given up his job as publicist for winning time. At least I haven't heard from him yeah. in a while. Yeah, I think But, I mean, it's it's best to steer clear He's done a good job, don't you think, Mace? Oh, <laughs> as, as far as a publicist goes, he's pretty to damn the good. the Supreme Court! Yeah. So, uh, what are you bagging on? By the, By way, the way, call me magic. You're listening to KSP yeah. in Los Angeles, KRDC Pasadena, Los Angeles, a good karma brands radio station. Have you By seen way, it, George? I've seen some, most of it. Um, okay. Call me magic is cool if you're like a diehard dorky basketball fan like me, but I don't think it's actually all that interesting, though. Um, I, I learned some stuff I didn't know. Um, and I, I, I think part of why I like watching it is I know a lot of the people that are in it. Right. You know, so it's kind of fun to see them be a. I mean, that's a huge. You're right. That's I, an I, infomercial. Though, what I've like. been saying, though. <laughs> what do you mean that's an infomercial? <laughs> I mean, it's just an infomercial for like Magic it, being awesome. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's what it is. Although he doesn't come across great to Cookie. Like, can keep pulling the rug out. In well, the Magic documentary, yeah. he doesn't come out good with he Cookie? Pulls, he pulls the rug out from under her three times. Mm, yep. Yeah. Um, and uh, and, he, and he comes off as being a little bit. And, and he talks a lot about when he got the contract, the $25 million for 25 years from Dr. Buss, how his teammates all hated him. Mm. He said, because then they just considered me part of management. Right. Right. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, the one thing they didn't cover, Sedano, in that, which Sedano. Westhead is in it. Paul Westhead is in They Call Me Magic. Yeah. And Magic got him fired. Right. And they don't even cover it. Right. I thought that was weird. I mean, that's an infomercial. My guess is in winning time, they will cover it a lot. Right. Well, this is okay. So, this is the thing that we've had going on. Um, You always say there's no such thing as when people say, that's my truth. Yeah. I hate that phrase because I think there is the truth. And then there's a bunch of people's versions of it. But I got correct. And whose version's yeah. right? Adam McKay's version. Magic Johnson is doing the story himself. This is Magic's version of the truth. Right. And when the Lakers documentary comes out, that'll be their version of the truth. And when Jeannie and Linda have their series with Mindy Kale, that'll be their version right. of the truth. There are many versions of the truth. There's my truth, your of, truth, and the actual. Of them are the truth. My truth, your <laughs> truth, and the actual truth. Yeah. yeah. Probably none of them are the truth. Hey, George, were you uh, listening earlier today when Mason and Ireland here were having a discussion about things that happened in a men's room? Did you happen to catch any of that? I did. It's yeah, classy talk. Bergman, you know, I'm, I mean, I, I, I don't necessarily, I'm not like a huge farter in the bathroom. Really? But, I mean, I, occasionally. No, but what about Sedano? Let's get, to the, let's get to the I, part. But I'm with Bergman. Like, it's the bathroom. Like, okay. what do you got to do? Anything goes. Wait a minute. Wait anything a minute. Goes. Wait a minute. And you guys say anything goes. Mm-hmm. I take, when I'm at home. I will sometimes take my laptop to the toilet. Sure. Mm-hmm. No, have, Mason's crazy. I have yes. never yeah. ever done that in a public room, like even here on the right. on the you know on the where we work. Do you in. look at your phone on the cam? I do. Okay, so, 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 so do you look at your phone on the cam? I think taking Sometimes. your laptop to a public restroom is a bridge too far. Cap, what do you think? No, actually, Mace, I want you to know something. That I heard what you were saying. You were you were calling for help. Yes. You know, you were you were sending out an SOS and I'm here for you, man. Just so you know. <laughs> nice. I know what it's like to be on the receiving end of all this judgment. OK. Yeah, I know. This, you know, and, and you look, so so Mace simpatico. If, if a person <laughs> takes their phone into the bathroom and sits on a public toilet and takes a few minutes and has a little personal vacation and uses their phone, there's no different than their laptop. Right. But, and here's, but here's, here's the, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Cap. When you get up. 
from the toilet. Yeah. What do you do with the laptop? Well, th- therein lies an issue that I heard May say where he puts the laptop across where he was just sitting because, according to CNN, yeah. it's the cleanest place in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. his, the cleanest his, place in the his bathroom. His laptop, okay. if it hasn't already, no. is destined for the here's, toilet bowl. So here's, let me just. I lay, agree with that, by the way. Let me lay, let me lay something out. So yeah. I'm not a big phone user. You you don't see me on my phone very much when they when they tell me how much screen time screen time yeah. I have it's very right. very low. You use your I use other my devices. laptop Got constantly. It. Got it. So right. the laptop is the equivalent of my phone. Got it. You looking at your phone on the can is the same thing as me looking at my laptop no, on the can. No, it's just because it's so much larger, Mace. Like that takes that's not the same thing. Right. They do because the same thing. Especially because you put it on the ground. I don't put my phone on the ground. I don't I don't put my laptop on the ground. Where do you put it? it on the toilet I seat, George. Across the seat. That's, That's even worse. worse. No, no, the no, seat. No. CNN oh, says no. cleanest spot CNN. in the bathroom is the toilet seat. If, fake if they news. say it, yeah. must be the fake truth. News. Must don't be the fake truth. news me. Must be the truth. But but Mace, here's the thing. Mason think, is wrong. Oh, thank I, you, Les. I think when I heard you talking about this, my initial thought though was if you're taking your laptop to the toilet. Now that you've explained that it's your replacement for your phone, at the time I was thinking, wow, you're really getting ready to get comfortable. I mean, if you have your oh, laptop yeah. true, true. In, a, in a public bathroom, you're there to Taking chill. a good seat. Exactly. Right. You're, you're not in there to hurry up. Let's Netflix do business. and chill in the bathroom. It's a little right. break for the day. Yeah, yeah this, is, this is, I'm going to get comfortable here, and I'm home for the yeah. next 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah. I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. How long? Good. Five to 10. Oh. I've I've done fifteen. You've done fifteen. Oh, I mean, uh, everybody can do more. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not smart to do more. But I've done. Wait, fi- can I ask a question? Yes, hi, Lindsay. In hi guys, in what public restroom is it acceptable to bring your laptop into? In the one Mason's, right up the in hall. In Mason's case, any of them. Well, uh, the the one right up the hall is the one I use every day. That's really weird. Right, okay. I feel like if I saw you walking in there with your laptop, Mason, I'd be like, "What are honest, you doing?" Honest, you will see me. Okay, honest answer to yeah. this question. Yep. Promise you'll answer it honestly. 100%. You're at Dodger Stadium. Yep. You're watching a game from the press box. Yep. You got your laptop. Right. You got to go. No. You take your laptop there to the Dodger there Stadium bathroom. No, because I'm around other people. You're around other people here. You know they're going to judge you. Barely around people. <laughs> so you're just going to let your laptop sit there by itself. Well, yeah, they can just walk by. You know how press box is. Well, there's the auxiliary press box, too. Now, wait. Okay. Let's see. I don't go to games as press box. Like, tomorrow we're going to stands. Like now I have a follow-up. Hold on. When you okay. get done in said restroom, mm-hmm. I'm going to just make an assumption, Mace, that you wash your hands, right? Of course. Where okay. do you put your computer when you're washing your in hands? In my bag. Okay, now. So you take your whole bag to I the take, bathroom. Uh, yeah, I hang my bag on the That the makes sense. Thing okay. in the bathroom. That seems reasonable to okay. me. I, I can understand that. Um, do you have any, like, Clorox wet paper towel-y things with you? I the ain't, man a, I ain't afraid bed. of no germs. No, but don't you think Cap, you want to clean your laptop? in his bed. I've never cleaned my laptop. So you mean to tell ever. me... Like ever? Like not even wipe yeah, the like, screen? I uh, wipe it like every day. Yeah, pretty much like never. Yeah. So you oh don't like God, take it from the bathroom and clean it off a little bit before you bring it back into this the studio. This laptop is my best friend. It's with me <laughs> it is all disgusting. the time. It is yeah. with me all the time. I understand. Disgusting. I understand your best friend. Oh, my phone is what my is best it, friend. Gang up on me. No, all no, 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 gang. no gang. No gang. No gang. I'm with you, Mace. Okay, Mace, you and me. We can take them all, Mace. I'm going to question your statement that your laptop is your best friend. All right. House is on fire. You can either grab your dog or your laptop. Oh well, I mean dog. Thanks. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, so your laptop is your second best yeah. friend. Second. Well, One's a case, sentient third. being. Third best friend. I have two dogs. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I mean, for, it's the first thing I bring out, right? right? I bring out the beings in the house, Juan, Sophie, yeah. and Fredo. Uh, but so the Donna, laptop you know comes you know what, next. You know what I bring out if I can only grab one thing in my house, George? What's that? Massage chair. 
There you go. How Drag big that is thing it? out. What's it's, a, it's, it's, it's gigantic, Cap. I know. How are you going to get it out? Price. Dolly. You should have it by a door at all times. Yeah, exactly. You should keep it by a door. Hey, Cap, do you have an angle on getting one of them massage chairs? Because Ireland won't help me. He got his for free, and I want a well, massage guy, chair. No. And Juan won't buy one for me. Well, I got by the guy who gave me that chair is now out of business, probably because he gave away too many chairs. Gave away too many chairs. Do you yeah. have an angle for that, Cap? You know what? I got a buddy of mine. I yeah. have you always a guy. Have. I got a guy. He always has a buddy. Yeah. Okay? He's got a guy and, for everything. And this guy, I was over at his house not long ago. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, it was the night of the national championship game of college basketball. Okay. And he, I saw this chair, and I go, oh, my God, that thing looks amazing. He goes, get in it. I sit down in this thing, and it Life gets you the changing. whole way. I mean, dude, bottom of your feet, side of your feet, Achilles, calves, back, upper hamstring, back, neck. Right, oh. neck, the whole deal, right? The whole deal. Mishbuka. Right, and he tells me the story. He says, listen, he goes, I bought this thing at a PGA event. It retailed for like 9000 but I bought it right there on the spot for five grand, and it sounded like, Oh my God! Five grand That's for that chair. That's, That's a lot, lot of money. That's a lot of money, right? I'd have to put that on layaway. Uh, but cap, but you but, you you can't get them for five now. They're more. No, than that. but that's what he was saying. He's like that, like a used car is an appreciating asset now. So Mace, just the same way you were trying to negotiate a few weeks ago for a to, treadmill to or buy for the, the elliptical, the elliptical from Mrs. Ireland. Yep. Now, if you want to negotiate one of these chairs. Buying a used one now costs more than what it used to cost. Yeah, they're tough to get, but you. But Cappy, I, you said you had a guy. I got a guy. I know. Can, can I a get? Guy. Can I get a hookup? You can get Mace. My network is your network. Do you understand? Yeah, Cappy's got a big network. Excellent. Yeah, he's got a guy for everything. Hey, okay, Cappy, I, I'm going to actually follow up with this. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Am I the only one of the four of us who watched any hockey yesterday? Yes. yes. So, are you guys going to watch any? Now that I know, I'll probably watch tomorrow night. Although, no, no you're, you're we'll, be at, the the, we'll be at the Dodger game tomorrow night. Yeah, no, so Man, I won't see it tomorrow night. Once you start watching, it is friggin' addicting. Uh, but I think the Kings, I don't know if the Kings are going to survive the first round. But did you watch, Laura? Yeah, I watched a little bit of it. Yeah, I thought it was great. Great. I thought it was a killer. Yeah. Is anybody watching any hockey tonight? No. Uh, um, the Kings aren't playing. Sedona, what NBA games do we have tonight? Milwaukee, Boston, and uh, Golden State, Memphis. Okay. Milwaukee, oh, Golden State, Memphis underway. was a very, that very was a good big game, game yeah. one. Well, mm-hmm. and if you're Boston, none, neither Boston or Memphis can lose tonight. Right. right. They both they both gave up serve. And no yeah. Marcus Smart for Boston. Right. He's out. Yeah, I think I think Milwaukee. I I originally thought Phoenix was going to win it all. I now think Milwaukee's going to repeat. You don't think Golden State? No, nope. I think Milwaukee. Wait, I think you said repeat. Phoenix yesterday. Phoenix was my original. Was yesterday, Phoenix George. was my original. George, stay pick. with us here. From the beginning of the I year, I said geez. Phoenix, Milwaukee. And Phoenix winning. Now yeah. I think it's Phoenix, Milwaukee, and Milwaukee winning. Hey, Sedano, best rom-com of all time. What pops into your head? <sighs> when Harry Met Sally's probably up yep. there? That was that's my, like that was a, mine, That's too. like a classic, yeah. Yeah, that was mine, There's a big taken. debate. Is Bridesmaids a, a rom-com? No. no. It is. No. It has, she winds it has up with a, Chris O'Dowd at the end. It has rom-com like, sensibilities, but it's not like a rom-com. They wind up together at the end. Her no, and the cop, not, they leave that, it in a police car together. Okay, is the, what's the, the hangover? Is that? Yeah, is that a yeah, rom-com? They, they, well, no, because who do they wind up with? He makes it back to the wedding. Yeah, he gets, and, she get, and they get married. Right. They get married no, at the end. The story's and then, not and about... And the, the stripper no. and him get together. Right. Oh, and you said you never get together with your stripper. Right. So, yeah, wow. I guess it is a rom-com. Mm-hmm. See? I don't know. He said prostitute, but yes. I mean, that was nicer, you know. Stands to reason. Pretty girl, or a pretty girl, a pretty woman, totally unrealistic movie, right? 
No, no. Yes. Pretty woman. Completely unrealistic. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. come on. Never. Some come on. rich guy is not going to hire a prostitute, then run away with her. I'm gonna it's just not going to happen. Oh, they're John, they're John you want to out somebody? Now, no, no, no. no. I'm going to tell you a story after the this segment oh, that God. is completely true. Why? Why can't true? you tell it to us now? Yeah, do it. Now. Do it. Tell the do class. It. Do it. Okay. Can you tell do us it. without incriminating anyone? Yes. Okay. I was going to say, I'm with John. I believe John. I think that that's a thing. People, they call them sex workers now, Mace, to get PC. I know. Okay, sex workers. Politically correct. But I feel like, you know, these people, they they pay for their company, et cetera, et cetera, and they end up really liking them. I think that happens. All right. So this is a true story. Okay. Okay. I will will not use names. Ready. So there was a sports franchise in Los Angeles that, shall I say, crumbled to the ground in the late 80s. Okay? okay, like everything crumbled. Right. Mm-hmm. And this guy was one of the top executives. Mm-hmm. And he said, I, I don't know what I'm going to do next, but I'm out of a job. And he just got in his car, started driving east. He stopped in Vegas and pulled into a strip joint mm-hmm. and befriended a stripper. Okay. He, she said, what are you doing? He told her his story, said, I was just working for this team. I'm not just driving. And she goes, well, I look, I've been looking to get out of Vegas for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, my family lives in the Midwest. Right. But if you'll drive me that way, I'll go with you for a while. So he goes, let's do it. So they go with it. They this hit guy's it got a screw loose, but okay. go ahead. Get right. They hit it off on yep. the car ride. Yep. When they get to the Midwest town, she says, oh, by the way, my dad owns a pro sports team. What? You she? Should, you should meet him. The dad was so happy that the girl was no longer a sex worker. Correct. That they embraced this guy, gave him a job with the the team that the father owned. They got married. They're not married anymore. They were married for 20 years, but he rose to president of this team. Wow. Who is this? I will tell you off the air. Wow. Now, can I can I say it on the air? No. no. Don't say can it on the air. Can we figure it out via Google? Well, uh, I mean. You probably could. You probably can find out. But I, I think we're protecting the anonymity of the guy that ran away yeah. with the sex and by, worker. By Why? the way, they, um, no, no, and it's we're nice protecting story. everybody. And the, the, the owner, the dad in this story is somewhat famous. Oh, really? Yeah. It sounds like a good rom-com to me. It yeah. does <laughs> sound like a rom-com. It does sound like a rom-com. <laughs> All right. Oh, by the way, Sedano, I'm going to text you who it is and you'll laugh. Okay, great. All right. No, Excellent. no, no. You're not going to text me? Yeah, no, because you're a big I'll, mouth. I'll, I'll, no. I'll, include Cappy. Yeah, yeah I can't include, not know. I have Cappy. to know. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. no. Actually, text me, and then I'll reveal it to him when I want to. Hey, text <laughs> text it to me, and I'll read it in the cam. <laughs> <laughs> On your laptop. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Email right. it to him. We're back tomorrow at 1. Sedano and Cap, a lot of dumb stuff today. Always the dumb stuff. Awesome. That's what I listen for. Mesa in Ireland, 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Well, no pump. Do that thing. Bing, bada boom, put the ba, da, 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 da
bing, bada, bing. How'd your maintenance day go? Oh, George, I'm looking good. I'm feeling good. I'm walking tall. I am like officer material right now. Hmm. Seriously. Seriously, if I were in, like, the Marine Corps, if I were, like, man enough to be in the Marine Corps, yeah, I'd be walking out from that barber looking fresh, feeling dope AF, and uh, ready to rock and roll tonight for the start of the Pearl Jam Tour, which is going to start tonight in San Diego, and then be up at the Forum in L.A. for a couple of nights later this week. I'm going to the start of it, and you got to look the part, George. I'm looking it. I'm feeling it. Maintenance day, baby. Looking it. Feeling it. Yes, sir. Just since I wasn't here, like, what all exactly does the maintenance day entail? Well, yeah, there's a a cut of the hair. There's the coloring of the hair. There's the waxing of the nostrils and the waxing of the ears. And um, all of those things get done all within about an hour's time. Because, Lindsay, let me tell you something. It's not easy to be a guy in 2022 when you're expected to be this kind of hot. You know what I'm saying? It's hard. It's tough. How do you think so, us women feel? Well, that's what I'm trying to say. I mean, let's let's kind of bro down over this. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I mean, it's like it's very high maintenance just to like, for lack of a better word, maintain as a woman, just even just to even like just be normal, not even glammed up or getting ready for a special event just to like exist. I feel like in 2022, it's a lot of work. How do you feel, George? You feel like there's a lot of work to make you look as hot as you are on TV? Minimal. Minimal work? What about the Botox of the forehead that you've been taking? A little, little powder, man. That's it. Powder, no Botox. He gets paid the big no, bucks. No Botox. Are you out of your mind? I mean, dude, there's not a crinkle in that forehead of yours. I drink a lot of water, man. I don't so drink you're hy- soda. I don't drink much caffeine. Mm-hmm. I, you know, like in general, I mean. So your forehead a- is the is the beneficiary of hydration. It's not Botox. Yeah, it is. Oh, all the makeup thought- ladies in all the years that I've been doing this are always mm. like, oh, my God, your skin is so great. Wow. Wow, everybody thinks it's Botox. I guess not. Well, I, th- I think it's also, isn't it a Latino thing? Hold on, like, who is everybody thinks yeah, it's Botox? Like, I don't think oh, that. my God, there's like millions of people in Ooh. the Sedano and Cap community that reach out to me all the time. They're like, is George, is George taking Botox to the forehead? He's got such beautiful skin. I'm like, I don't know. How do I know? I, you started I mean, that rumor somewhere. I'm, I'm talking about, I mean, Chris felt the skin up close. I remember he did touch it. Yeah. And there was no makeup that day. Nice little shine on you, too. What moisturizer do you use? Today? I don't use any moisturizer. No oh, moisturizer see, no, to the face, none. That's crazy because my doctor always told me, screw all of these uh, under eye wrinkle creams and like these miracle creams. All you got to do is use moisturizer. The only good. time I put moisturizer on is if I get too much sun. Like if I get like, like I got a little red in the face a couple hours later, I do that so I don't peel or anything like that. But that's it. I use uh, you don't even just use, water. Like, sunscreen, like like more. Um, I do use sunscreen if it's really, really like you know, like one of those scorcher days. Yeah, but I'm not out. I'm out like usually in you know, I don't know. Hiking takes me about ninety minutes, and it's usually in the morning. So there's not a lot of like UV stuff going on at that time. Oh, there is. You know, they're just leaving the house for like your morning, like walking your dog. You should never leave the house without sunscreen. You hear that? Listen to your mom. I also have olive skin, so that helps too. I feel like a mm. little bit. Sure, but for wrinkle purposes, you'll thank me later on. <laughs> you should try a little oil of Olay. I get I mean, it at Costco. It's I'm lovely. It's wonderful. It's worked out okay for me. You know I'm telling I mean? you right now, oil of Olay has a great like facial lotiony kind of stuff with a little 15 SPF in it. Yeah. Use it every day, every day. Uh, people want to know what the outfit's going to be for tonight. My outfit for tonight for the Pearl Jam? Yeah. I'm going to take it down a notch. I think you want to try and be as casual as possible. 
I mean, I think, don't you? I mean, I'm not, like, dressing like I'm getting ready to go to the Mandy's or anything. Right. I mean, that's a different deal. That I'm already working on. Um, yeah. You should go like D. Wade went, like, with uh, the, the Met Gala yesterday with Gabrielle Union. You see what he wore? I didn't. Tell me. I mean, just Google it. Oh, all right. Well, I like what Russell Westbrook was wearing to the Met yesterday. No, and I but already, Mason already said he's going to wear that. Oh, he is? He likes the skirt yeah. or he likes the top hat? The, the kilt. Yeah. They had a good oh, – Odell Beckham Jr. had a good outfit. It was I didn't like, like Odell's green. outfit. It looked like a little too, like, terry Star cloth Wars. greeny to me. Yeah. yeah, it was like very Star Wars, except green, right, yeah. Well, if you're looking to make a splash, you're going to wear something like that, Cap. No, I don't think that's a splash at all. I don't think – I, I don't it's mean, not enough. You just, to get people talking. I remember you saying you wanted to wear the Dumb and Dumber tuxedos, like the blue and the Yeah, orange. but I've given up on that. That's okay. more of a Travis Slewa thing. Okay. It's well, not for me. Is, is this what you're talking about last night, George? The the white on white with no shirt underneath? Yeah, no shirt. I think you should do that. Dude, that is money. That is an incredible look by Dwayne Wade. Yeah, with a cane. You should have a cane, too. The cane is, the cane is also good. I like the cane. Wow, no shirt, jacket unbuttoned, yeah. six-pack exposed, white right. pants, no belt, nice gold chain. Roll with it. Dwayne Wade looks money. But that's not a Pearl Jam kind of, uh, you know, Oh, no, I'm talking about for the yeah. Mandy's. Oh, the Mandy's, I could rock that, no yeah. problem. No, not Pearl Jam. No, Pearl Jam, you should wear a flannel or something. Yeah, I'm thinking about trying to find something, <laughs> something skatery, you know? Something that makes me look like I'm 12. Something, something from your ska phase. Yeah, <laughs> I have one piece left, and I actually saw it today in my closet, and I went, that's probably a good thing to wear tonight, but you know what it's going to do? I'm going to be that guy. You know how you don't like to be called that guy? I'm going to yeah. be that guy. They're going to be like, see that guy right there? He's that 50-year-old guy thinking he's trying to be 16 again right he's there. He's the guy. Yep, he's that guy. Tonight. Do you have a wallet with a chain? I do not. I do not. Oh, no. That would good. be hilarious. That would be also yeah. dope. Yeah. That would be amazing. Jinkos. No, it wouldn't be. Actually. Yeah. Can I lodge a complaint before we get started on sure, today's show? Sure, go right ahead. I'm yeah. going to lodge a complaint to everybody, and it's about the new ESPN LA app. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Yep. I'm going to complain about it. There's a lot of people right now getting real tight. Like, what's yeah. he going to say? He's going to lodge a complaint about the new ESPN LA app. That's right, I am. That's right. Right, let me guess. Let me yeah. guess. You're going to say that our tiles should be up higher. Nope, that's not it. That oh. is not my issue. I figured you were petty enough to do that. Nope, not my issue, George. That is not it. Okay. Lindsay, Laura, any idea about what kind of complaint I'm going to lodge right now about the new ESPN LA app that everybody's talking about, that everybody's downloading? Mm. No. No. Okay. Well, I love it. Okay, well, let me tell you my complaint. My complaint is I'm now officially addicted to the ESPN LA app. Oh, look at that. Look what you did there, a little spinorama. Yep, addicted to it. I'm in my car this afternoon. I'm listening to Mason in Ireland, and under normal circumstances, I'd get out of my car, I'd turn it off, i go in, i move on to other things, and I may not come back to the radio show. You know why? Because I don't why? have a radio in the house. Right. Okay. But now, here's me. Yeah. I get out of my car 2.45 yeah. in the afternoon. Right. Before I even leave the car, I've already yeah. got the ESPN LA app on my phone and playing one yeah. tap. Yeah. I'll have you know. Yeah. Not even a tap. You just literally like just, I mean, you just, yeah. Well, I guess one tap because you got to open it. Yeah. You launch it. By the way, it ain't easy to turn off because we don't want you to turn it off. I am addicted to the ESPN LA app. It's yeah. a problem. You've basically got a mobile ISDN with the ESPN app now. It's like you know what we need to do. Here's me. the next thing that needs to be developed on the mobile ESPN app: 
a message, like a way for the people in the audience to message us directly from the app. No doubt about it. Like we're basically like we have like a thing we log into on mm-hmm. our end mm-hmm. where we see all the messages coming through. But that person needs to create like a username just like they would on any social media. But mm-hmm. it's just for our app. George. Yeah. I'm a step ahead of you, pal. Okay. Yeah. I'm having this meeting manana, as a matter of fact. Yeah. You want cited on the app. I want a communication tool on the app. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Very good. Good. You see, there's there's. A lot there, George. You got good ideas. Share them. I just Let did. us know. Yeah. I mean, I I'm an idea guy just like you. I don't execute on anything, but I have right. good ideas. Right. So now that you've shared the idea, now somebody, hey, hey, did you guys hear what that. George said? Get on it. You hear what my man George said? Let's go. Do what, do what he said. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Let's go. All right. Let's, let's, make it, let's do a beautiful thing here. Okay. All right. Anyway, I'm addicted to the app. What can I tell yeah. you? Yeah. Uh, why why is Chris upset with you? Chris is upset with me? He just said, you bleep, Cap. Just now? Yeah. Yeah, I don't get it. Oh, probably because, uh, as I said, there were going to be a lot of people that were going to be super uptight when I said that I'm going to lodge a complaint about the app. Right, but it wasn't a complaint. No, not at all. It was a setup. Right. Well, I mean, maybe he could be talking about the fact that, like, we do have, like, the contest thing on the app where... You can, I think yeah, can I just make... think that we should add a messaging thing where we can get people's messages from there, too. That means they're spending more time on the app, which is a good thing. Oh, maybe they maybe they are going to have a messaging. Maybe. Thing. I don't know. I don't saying, know either. I just know this. Good idea. All I know is this app is with me all day, every day, because I got yeah. my phone with me all day, every day. And I guess really what I'm saying is I'm not just addicted to the app. If I'm being really honest about it, I mean, if I'm going to really look in the mirror, I think I'm addicted to the whole radio station. That makes sense. Yeah. What can I tell you, George? We're at our best, man. These are the these are the golden days, the golden ages, if you will, of seven ten ESPN. I mean, more like the copper, but okay, we'll get to gold eventually. Kind of copper, kind of yeah. a coppery, rusty Copper-ish, sort of a thing. Yeah. 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 Like, what's that thing that Brett Favre does? What's that thing called? That copper thing he does. Like is the rap. Him and Jerry the one Rice. For, yeah, the one for his elbow. Yeah, that thing. What's that thing called? I don't copper fit. That's copper us. fit. Wow. We're like copper fit. Yeah. Right. We're not. It's not the golden, golden age, age yet. Right. But copper it's the, fit. It's yeah. the copper fit era yeah. Yeah. of seven ten ESPN. Yeah, that's it. We're a little too old. Um, you know, we need a little help. We need. Uh, you know, we need. Whenever we need to do, we need to do to just make sure we're in the game. But know? like Brett Favre and Jerry Rice, if we have to, we can still get out there and ball. Right. But we need a little help. A little, little copper fit. Era. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's like As a matter of fact, copper fit should now sponsor the Mandy's just based off this conversation. Not only that, but after the conversation we had the other day about uh, the big hurt and Doug Flutie. And yeah, that, Nugenics. Uh, yeah, yeah, Nugenics. They should be there, too, pumping people with testosterone. Of course. Hundred, it should be part of, like, the, uh, the goodie bag in the back. Yeah. You know, yeah. backstage goodie bag is in Nugenics. Yeah. There in fact, go. Frank Thomas should be there handing it out. Yeah. Speaking of old, the Lakers get into their bag and something old came out. We'll tell you about that in two minutes. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. 
Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. Great video. Great music video. I feel like this is all up in your grill, Cap. It is, in a big way. You know the video on this song? I just said great video like three times to start the conversation. No. I mean, did you not hear me say that literally ten seconds ago? No, I wasn't not paying attention yet. I wasn't, I wasn't back yet. I wasn't back yet. Okay. I was backstage doing my makeup for the show tonight. By the way, you kept right. There was one day where I was literally. Right. Here like, it is. I have the scoreboard right here. Yeah. Um, it's now 1-1. Where no, it's not. Yes, There's it is. No way. It is. Well, I have the score. I literally have the scoreboard. It's. I swear to God, right. in my notes, it Mind says. Mind you, by it, the way, that yeah. day, mm-hmm. it was. Remember, I kept telling you, man, I feel terrible. Like, I don't know what's happening. I yeah. feel like really like foggy and cloudy. Yeah. And of course, I get. I tested positive for COVID <laughs> the next morning. Well, hey, I hope I don't have it now all of a sudden. <laughs> I, I literally have on a piece of paper, it's it's like a cross thing, and it's on one side it says JS, and on the other side it says SK, and then down below. What's that, Laura? We have a, a guest here? Oh. Oh, at this time? I thought it was 5 o'clock we were talking to Juliana Pena, but okay, we can talk to Juliana Pena right now. If, That's fine if, by me. She's there. That's yeah. fine by me. A- absolutely. Juliana, thank you so much. Uh, our apologies. We were told that you'd be joining us at 5 Pacific, but... Thank you for joining us, and, you know, a belated congratulations to you on your big win a few months ago. Well, thank you, gentlemen. It's 7.30 in New York. You're late. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, listen, I'm not messing with you. You can kick our ass, so, I, you know, whatever no, you're saying. I mean, I mean, I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. I literally called in when my publicist told me to, so I, I'm sorry if you weren't expecting <laughs> right. me at this hour. I can call back. No, 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 no we, we got, got you here. here. Let's we this. got you. Let's, let's, let's talk chat. about it. Okay, yeah. okay. So, all right. It's, so it's hilarious. So I do, um, you know, I do a show regularly with Chael Sonnen on ESPN Plus. And before your fight, obviously we previewed that fight with you and Amanda. And it was he. I feel like he was the only like of all the big name UFC commentators, analysts, or whatnot that was consistently on your side. Were you aware of that? Like what people were saying about you going into that fight? Yes, I absolutely was. You know, um, one thing I don't pay attention to that much is the odds, but one thing I do pay attention to is, you know, the broadcasters and what they're saying and how they're feeling. Well, the odds in that fight, again, this is going back to, you know, early December of 21. 
I mean, I think you were like minus 1,000. In other words, you were a monster, monster underdog that nobody was giving any any chance to. What were you thinking going into that fight? I was thinking I can't wait for everybody to lose all their money and how much I was going to laugh when I win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It, well, you it really it. was. Uh, and, and, you know, you were talking the talk and you walked the walk. And, and I feel like... Your story is just inspirational on a lot of levels, right? Because this was, in essence, to you know, to Scott's point about the odds and whatnot, it felt like you know, one of the biggest upsets maybe in UFC history. Is that fair to say that you were part of that, and now you're you're going to go out there to prove that it wasn't that that you are that good? No, I definitely think that it was uh, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, upset in UFC history. And, and that's exactly why I'm doing it, because people think that it was a fluke. They think that the sun was shining too bright that day or that, you know, Amanda wasn't the healthiest. Whatever the excuses were, I'm here to uh, say, uh, no, I did exactly what I said I was going to do. And none of you guys believe me, and you don't believe me again, so we're just going to have to run it back. And then finally, when I do it again, Maybe then you guys will get on my side and join me as the new UFC world champion. No, 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 Juliana. I am on your side. I'm t- I, Chael sold me before that fight, and I was like, I was like, okay, if, if you say this to me, because, you know, look, Chael's amazing, clearly had an amazing career, and he's a great analyst. I'm like, if you're in on this, I, I'm in on this. And I went into it thinking, okay, I, and, and at that fight, like, you controlled the fight completely. Like, it, it was as as spot on a prediction as he's ever had. And trust me, I give him a lot of grief when he's wrong. But, like, it, it was – you, you could not have executed your game plan any better, right, in that particular fight. Yeah, and that's the one thing that I appreciate from Shale. You know, we're from the Pacific Northwest, and uh, we're loyal to the soil up there, especially to our wrestler-grappler types. And so Shale knew what was up. He knew what time it was, and he was the only one gunning for me. And I just want to say thank you, Shale. You know, he is a friend, and, and we talked, and I let him know what I was going to do. And he was the only one calling it like I was calling it. So it was nice to know that, you know, I was able to back up what I said I was going to do. And, of course, to have a great, like, shale on my side. Juliana, you mentioned that you're from the Pacific Northwest, from Spokane, Washington, right? Yes, sir. How does somebody get into MMA? I mean, soccer, softball, volleyball. How do you wind up getting into MMA as a young lady? You know, I, I, it wasn't something that I was seeking. It wasn't something that I was like, oh, I can't wait to be a UFC fighter or having these big dreams of being a UFC fighter. It was me walking into a gym um, that I was basically dragged there by my sister, and I only went because I needed to lose some weight, you know. And she was there to check out a boy, and I was there to lose some weight. So, <laughs> you know, it ended up working out for me. But it wasn't something that I was actively seeking. It just kind of found me. And it fit perfectly with me and my personality and who I am as a person just because I've been beat up my whole life. My brother beat the holy living crap out of me. He made it so difficult for me to do anything. You know, he was always holding me down, telling me, no, you're too little to do this. No, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. But then there was times where he'd be like, go get me a glass of water. And I wasn't too little to do that. I wasn't too little to, you know, be a little errand girl. And so that feeling of, you know, somebody always trying to tell you that you can't do something is kind of where this fighting personality comes out in me, um, as well as, um, you know, just family history and, and, you know, my mom always being stepped on and not being able to fight for herself, you know, so I think that growing up in a family like that, and, and I'm not knocking my brother by any means, every brother, brother is, is hard and rough with their siblings, um, but that kind of 
upbringing as what I think was living inside of me. And it wasn't until that I walked into that woman's cardio kickboxing class to lose weight that I said, hey, this is what I should have been doing a long time ago. This is my niche. This is my thing. And this is absolutely perfect for me. And uh, I fell in love with the sport and the rest is history. Juliana wow. Pena, the UFC women's bantamweight champion, uh, joining us here on Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN here in Los Angeles. So when did you know, because oh, one thing is, okay, you fell in love with it, you were doing this class with your sister, but when did you know that you could probably make a profession out of this? You know, I still didn't know. I took my first fight, and uh, it was in a, in a bowling alley, and I swung for the fences for three rounds like that girl had owed me her lunch money for 10 years. Like every <laughs> pent of aggression that I have ever had in my life, I took it out on that poor girl, and I was like, Wow. And I won a 3XL Zion t-shirt. So I was literally like, what are you doing with your life? There was many times where I tried to quit the sport, many times where I was like, you know, this is very hard. This is very difficult. But my coach was the one person who stayed in my corner who literally told me, you're very good at this. Women's fighting is rare. You can make a career out of this. And one day, Dana White's going to allow women into the UFC if you just stick with it. So you know, if it wasn't for my coach believing in me more than I had believed in myself, I probably would still be serving tables or, you know, um, I don't know, being a lawyer or something like that. But I, I definitely, there was trials and tribulations where I was ready to walk away from the sport. And, and I think that having that guidance and, and having that mentor from my coach and just continuing to care about me is what truly kept me in the sport and what helped drive my passion. Once I started to get the hang of it, once I got better, I started to, to fall in love with it more and more. But in the beginning, it was it was rough. Juliana, I'm curious. You know, a cardio kickboxing class is nice. Hey, I'm going to lose a couple of pounds. But the first time you get punched in the face, what's that like? Well, I feel like everyone has that big stigma, right? They're like, oh, my gosh, I couldn't even imagine getting punched in the face. But when you're fighting, it's such a primal instinct thing. Your adrenaline is going so high, you do not even feel it, honestly. At the time... You're just all all systems are running. The next day, yeah, you feel like you kind of got ran over by a Mack truck, but not when you're fighting. When you're fighting, you don't even feel it, honestly. Wow, uh, Amanda. Anyway. Let me uh, excuse me. When Amanda now says that, ba- she, I, I mean, I don't want to put words in her mouth, but she basically feels like, um, you know, she gave you credit there that night, but it feels like, you know, as the fight, the next fight has been building, she's kind of been discrediting you a little bit. Um, how do you take that? It's really annoying, and that's what's the whole so frustrating about this whole thing. You know, um, Amanda was very discre- uh, very graceful in defeat, but she hasn't accepted it. You know, the belt speaks for itself. It's with me. I brought it home that night, and I'm going to bring it home the next time that we fight as well. But she won't accept it. She thinks that it was a fluke. She thinks that you know she wasn't um, training properly, or she wasn't healthy, or her knees hurt, or this, that, and the other. You know, she's got excuses coming out of the woodwork you know she just can't accept it and so that is my job to make her go accept it for the second time and to solidify in her mind girl you're done it's time to retire you're done it's my time now so when is this fight going to go down because i i know that that night you said hey i'll give you the rematch obviously you you've earned a chance to get your belt back but i i haven't been able to find when this thing is going to go down do we have a date yet um, I do, I just can't say, but I would anticipate sometime in this summer, I'll tell you that. Okay, all right, fair enough. Come on, um, tell now, me, tell me when. Now, now, let me ask you this. Um, do you, like, 
do you how do you feel about Ronda Rousey? Because you know, obviously, she treated you somewhat poorly. I feel like uh, on the Ultimate Fighter show, um, and, and you know, with you coming on that show, like, does does that stuff stick in your craw? And what what are your, I guess, feelings about Ronda? You know, I think that Ronda has shattered many glass ceilings for us as women and opening up these doors into the UFC. I want to thank her. I absolutely would like to thank her for doing that because if it wasn't for Ronda and opening up those doors, there would be no me as a champion. Ronda was in the past. I'm the now. And I think that by her mistreating me, by her telling me I didn't deserve to breathe the same air as another girl, by her telling me that she was going to kick my ass, has fueled why I want to fight her. If she ever decides to come back uh, from her UFC retirement, I would welcome her with open arms. It would be sad to have to beat her, but it would also be a great honor. Juliana, I got one more thing for you. I can hear background. You mentioned that you're in New York, that it's 730 there, now 740. I'm curious, what are you doing on a Tuesday evening in New York running around? Sounds like you got some commotion going on behind you. What's cooking in your life? Yeah, so I have been here for the last few days. I did Good Morning America. I've done Sports Illustrated, ESPN. Um, I've, I've been just so busy trying to promote this new season of The Ultimate Fighter. I've had two jam-packed days of just press literally all day long from 6 15 a.m. Um, till now, 7.30. And I am just here to promote the show tomorrow i'll get back on my flight and uh, it'll be back right back to business but yeah it's dinner time for me i'm hungry i earned it i've been working hard i understand girl you need to <laughs> get right. some food yeah well listen i got two more quick ones for you is that cool before you go and get some food yeah hey i i got all the time in the world no worries no rush. okay all right i got another uh person who's talking smack about you and she's not even in the ufc is kayla harrison saying that you know uh, people talking about you eventually fighting her if you guys were uh in the same promotion and she said, quote, you're going to get her really hurt, seriously hurt. What do you have to say about Kayla? Who? That's perfect. That, that, right, that? That's it. Yeah. Kayla Harrison. Listen, I'm the champion. She's a nobody. She's not even worth discussing. She's not on my level. Right. And I felt the same the way. Opportunity to come and she had the opportunity to come and she didn't. So just it's just somebody trying to get attention and I'm not going to give it to her. Okay, fair enough. And then the last thing, where is the wildest place you've ever gotten into a real fight that's not been in a ring or an octagon or a sanctioned fight? You're not going to like this very much because it's honestly very sad, but I got in a fist fight with a coworker of mine in the back of an alley, and I got my eyes swollen shut for 11 days and three – or no, excuse me. I got my eyes swollen shut for three days and 11 stitches in my eye. Um, and so, yes, it was in the back alley in Spokane, Washington. Was it wow. against a girl? Nope, it was against a over six foot uh, tall man. He clearly had mental issues, and so did I to agree to go out there and fight him. <laughs> oh my and where, god! Where were you working at the time? Uh, I don't even want to give the place any credit because I'll never go there again. I actually <laughs> no, 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 no. You don't have to it. name the place. Like, what kind of place oh. was it? Oh, it was a restaurant. I was a I was a expediter, a food expediter. Like when the food comes up, I get it right. ready for the tables, and he was my fry cook, and so. Um, you know, uh, previously I had been his boss at a different place. And when I started that job and I saw him as my fry cook, I was like, no, please not this kid, you know, cause I was his boss before, uh, at the other place that we worked together. And so it was just a breeding ground for trouble. And we had finally been at each other's throats for so long that I was like, let's go right now. I, I thought 
I'm a trained fighter. I'm going to kick this kid's butt, and I'm literally going to submit him. Uh, I didn't take into consideration, you know, number one, he's a man. Number two, his length. And I thought, you know, I'm not going to throw any cheap shots. I'm not going to kick him in the nads, nothing like that, because I'm a skilled fighter, and I can beat him on my skill. But uh, looking back, I should have just, like, picked up a brick and just hit him in the nuts as hard as possible and said, go F yourself, and walked away. But, you know, <laughs> me being stubborn and needing to, you know, hit my head up against the brick wall a few times is definitely the reason why that happened. So wow. I learned my lesson. Yeah. Sir, great. Uh, wow. Great story. Yeah. yeah. You, she's a yeah. great storyteller. Um, you know, look, she's an inspiration on a multiple levels, as you've heard her story. You know, she's a mom. I mean, you, you, you're so many reasons to be inspired by your story, Juliana. I wish we had more time, but we want you to get some to eat. Thank you for calling us and, uh, and making time for us. Check out the Ultimate Fighter 30 on ESPN Plus uh, with Juliana and Amanda as the coaches. And of course, look out for that fight. It'll be announced soon. So thank you, Juliana. Appreciate the time. Hey, thank you guys. You guys have a great night. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, you too. Thanks. Take care. Hey, there Lindsay, that story must have uh, must have rung a bell, huh? <laughs> I mean, because the way she... girls, we we know we know what's up. Maybe I should follow in her footsteps and like pursue well, a career I, in the UFC. I mean, George, I love the question. Tell us about a street fight, but then when she tells us she gets punched and she takes eleven stitches to the eye, you got to be thinking to yourself, are you fighting another girl? Like a regular girl fought you and did that, and then we find out she fought some giant dude. Yeah, I uh, I kind of knew the story a little bit, so I was that's where I was leading her. So I'm glad you asked that follow up because I was going to as well. So. See how clearly I was listening? Yeah, I mean that time finally. Uh, all right, thanks to Juliana for joining us there. If you missed that, you know what? We'll run that back maybe in the last hour of the show sometime for people who missed that later. So, um, all right, real quick though, I mentioned we were talking about the Lakers bringing back something from the past. We'll tell you what that is in two minutes. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. What did you just say? That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Bop, 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 bop. I live, live in, in America. America. Uh, uh. Yeah. Is that where you get your uh-uh? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it is uh, deep-rooted Yeah. in some James Brown. It's possible. That was fun with Juliana Pena, wasn't it? She was great. We should definitely run that back in the last segment today. You know, it's funny. Um, when, I was, uh, when I was getting ready today, and I was watching some replays of that fight with Juliana and Amanda. I was like, I looked at the date on the on the calendar as to what day it was. I think it was December 11th of last year. And I remember being at a friend's house and having no knowledge going into the fight of who Juliana Pena was. Mm-hmm. 
And like everybody said she got no chance against Amanda Nunez. And None. And the way she won that fight and the story that she just told us that, you know, it's kind of part of who she is. Uh, yeah, really inspirational story and huge, unbelievable upset. And, man, what a great personality she has. That was that was fun. Yeah, absolutely. She's great. She's a star, and I think she's going to be a bigger star when she wins the next fight. So, The Venezuelan vixen is what yeah, they call her. Half Venezuelan, half Mexican, yep. The Venezuelan vixen. Trying to think of how I might say that if I were doing the ring announcing, you know, in this corner at five foot seven, one hundred thirty five pounds, the reigning and defending bantamweight champion of the world, the Venezuelan vixen, Juliana Pena. Well, see, you nailed the end. That's what he would do at the end, Buffer. But you, the whole lead up to that, like you were way too tame for Buffer. Too tame. Yeah. Oh, yeah. dude, Michael Buffer. No, not Michael. Oh, because Michael Buffer destroys Bruce Buffer. Bruce Buffer destroys Michael Buffer. Well, that's what I'm saying. Bruce is the one that does the UFC. When they have UFC fights and he's doing the ring announcing and they're showing the fighter, I'm screaming at my TV. Fighting out of the red corner. Right. Show Buffer. Don't take the camera off the guy. He's great TV. I mean, no, I mean, you can take the camera off. I I mean, you're literally going to tell the UFC people how to direct their own product? Just telling them that Bruce Buffer is really, really exciting, the way he sounds and the way he freaks out. And if you keep him on camera, I mean, it's just it's good TV. That's all. Yeah. Um, You know what's good for content is the Lakers, always. Mm -hmm. Did you see what Woj said today on NBA Today? I did hear about this. Go ahead. So he was talking about the Lakers' coaching search, and he said this is very much a committee in L.A., putting together this coaching search. One person who's certainly significantly involved in the process is Phil Jackson. He's got a voice in this. He did the last time when they hired Frank Vogel. He and Kurt Rambis um, had been – he and Kurt Rambis, Vogel, had been somebody that they considered uh, with the Knicks before hiring Derek Fisher in New York. So I think Phil's voice is here. Darvin Ham, we mentioned, was with Charlotte. He's going to interview with them. He's interviewing also with the Lakers. Uh, They're moving deliberately, not – doing seven, eight, or nine candidates all at once. They're kind of going down the list here, taking their time with it, because. Uh, but I think that's the process, and it's going to take a bit. So do you like Phil Jackson being part of this? Big time. Love it. Why? Well, let's, let's take Phil out for one quick second, and let's analyze. Yeah. Yeah. If Phil Jackson's not in the room, here's who we think is in the room. Jeannie Buss, yeah. Rob Palenka, right. Kurt Rambis, Linda Rambis, right. and maybe there's some fifth somewhere because you can't have an even number. Right. Well, if you're going to tell me that Jeannie Buss had a long-standing, both professional and personal relationship with Phil Jackson, and she trusts him as a basketball man, as maybe the greatest coach that the NBA has ever known, then why would you not take advantage of that resource when it's available to you? Yeah. Now, look, I I am a big believer in there should be a lot of voices in the room, right? Remember I told you that? Mm -hmm. When making the decision. But I don't know if there should be a lot of people like, like, let me ask you a question. When you've done an interview, do you, like, do you think that, it's always best to do, like, let's say you're meeting with a lot of people, right? Like, let's say there's an organization. 
do you – I always think it's best to meet with people individually, even if it's like four or five different people. Like when I got hired at ESPN, I met with a bunch of different people, right? But I met with all of them one-on-one. And I, I so I, I, I'm curious as to how they are performing these interviews. Are all these people in the room at the same time um, and all just kind of firing away questions? Um, are, is this stuff being taken place on like Zoom? Like, what? What is, are they flying to these people? Like, what is happening here? Like, I am curious about the details because I do think those little things matter when you're having these conversations. My guess would be that right now, anybody that the Lakers brass—I think we've just named the five people who you might consider the brass—because now you throw Phil Jackson into it. These five people are probably not all getting on a private jet and going and visiting somebody who may be an assistant well, coach. Why shouldn't they, is my question. Oh, I'm not saying they should or shouldn't. I'm just saying that I don't think they are. My guess would be that in 2022, where the whole world, literally everybody, has learned to work remotely, it wouldn't surprise me if Phil is on his ranch somewhere in Montana and Jeannie's in her office over at Crypto and, uh, you know. No, the office is in El Segundo. Well, whatever. You understand what I'm saying. I mean, the point is, is that everybody could be in a different spot and they could have a coach or a candidate on a Zoom call, and it's a preliminary, let's just sort of get to know you kind of conversation. But I will say this. I, I think what I think you're getting at is why would you do it five-on-one rather than one-on-one? And then right. everybody can I, I think that's notes. a better way to handle that. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, when you're the one and then there's five on a screen. And, and I don't know if that's the case or not. I'm just curious as to how they're handling it. Just, I always feel like two-on-one is good. Three-on-one is getting a little overwhelming. Anything more than three-on-one, I feel like whoever the one is, is being pounded on. Yeah, and it, I just don't know if you're actually going to get the best interview in that setting if that's the way it's going down. I wonder if these are job interviews or if they're just kind of hey we've heard about you we know who you are we know you a little bit i just want everybody else to meet you and let's just get things started i mean i wonder if these are well, like i'm, I'm real... guessing there's multiple rounds to this yeah right but let me ask you a question you just mentioned phil jackson's accolades yeah. and and certainly being trustworthy but when i said smart people in the room one of the things i mentioned like the more smart people the better I did mention, like, why not somebody who isn't part of the quote-unquote family? Like, hire someone who has real front office experience and maybe, I mean, not maybe, but a preferably a successful track record in a front office and, and add them to the mix. Like, that to me is the ultimate thing. Not the status quo or reaching back into the past for Phil, although I don't think having Phil is a bad thing necessarily, so don't, don't misconstrue that. But, you know, it's not like Phil's tenure as an executive has been was great either. Well, his his tenure as an executive with the Knicks, is that what you're getting at? No, as an actual executive, not like a coach. Yes. No, right, a, right. He was, only was an executive with the Knicks. Right. So, But, I mean, come on. The Knicks are a, just a disaster organization. And Phil, like so many others, would think, because he's had so much success, like, once I go there, I can fix all this, no problem. That's how guys like... Phil Jackson think that's how guys right, like but Bill it still Belichick was a think. failure. Would you not agree? I would 100 percent agree it was a failure. Yeah. But the point is, is that Phil Jackson has had so much success. Oh, listen, in the Phil NBA. Jackson deserves to be in that room more than anyone. I would say, arguably, you know what I mean, outside of the owner and the current president. You know, 
well, certainly more than Kurt and his wife. I mean, and that's just, and that's no knock at those guys. That just happens to be the way the perception is that Kurt kind of was the guy that was looking over Frank's shoulder, and we're not really sure how the best friend is a consultant to the franchise. I mean, it could be all business. Listen, I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying that Phil Jackson is a guy that if you have access to him and he's no, willing to help you. No, you should utilize him. I'm not Absolutely. disputing that. But, but, again, I wish they would just for once go outside of this inner circle of people who are related to them in some way, shape, or form. Like, I get that it's a small shop. I get it's a family business. But, you know, like, and you could, well, if, if the pushback is going to be, well, we did that with, the, you know, LeBron and Clutch, and look where that got us. Well, I mean, it did get you a championship, so let's not remove that out of the equation. But, like, I just feel like they need an infusion of someone from the outside. Let's keep this going on the other side, Cap, because I think there's more here to unfold when it comes to this Lakers conversation about the coaching search and who's involved and who's not. Let's get to that in two and a half minutes.